Hello, Minnesota boxing fans, and welcome to another episode of the Minnesota Fight Night Podcast. I'm Brian Johnson. My co-host is Sean Strauss. On this episode, we're pleased to chat once again with Minnesota boxer Caleb Truax, a former IBF World Super Middleweight Champion. Truax talks about his upcoming title fight with current IBF champion Caleb Plant. The world title will be online when the two Calebs clash on January 30th in a nationally televised bout on Fox. I hope you enjoy the interview. So how you been doing? Good, man. Just training and uh, excited to, to get back in a title fight, man. Yeah, yeah. Congrats on that. That was exciting news. Um, glad to see you're getting another shot at getting your belt back. Uh, what what do you what do you think? I know it's been a while um, that yeah. There's been talk that you'd be fighting Caleb Plant here, and you're. Uh, well, how did this fight finally come together? Were you at the position where you're sort of a uh, mandatory challenger or how did this come about? Uh, you know, I'm not, I'm not 100% sure. I know, um, I, I originally thought that the mandatory guy was going to be a German guy for the IBF and I'm the highest rated challenger. I'm number three and there's no two or no number one, uh, ranked right now. Um, but I think due to COVID and, and the travel restrictions and stuff, they didn't want to, uh, schedule a fight with a guy from Germany. So I was uh, next up, and uh, I'm the highest-ranking guy to begin with. So uh, um, I uh, kind of uh, fell into fell into a good position. <clears throat> yeah, that's that's great, and it and it helps that you're both uh, PBC guys, right? So yeah, easy, easy easier. Yeah, really easy fight to make. Yeah, yeah. So when are you in uh, full training camp mode now, or uh, where, where where are you at with that? Yep, yep. I. Uh, I'm always working out and I, I have been working out the last few months, um, just maintaining and, and, you know, ever since the, uh, the shutdown here of gyms a month ago or whatever it was, uh, yeah, about a month ago, I uh, just been doing my road work and trying to get to the boxing gym a couple of times a week. Cause uh, it's private and I have a key. I can, I can get there. Uh, we're usually doing Monday, Wednesday, Friday, sparring like once a week, uh, for four to six rounds just to stay sharp. But um, now that uh, the fight signed, uh, last week was my, my first full week of camp. Uh, this week will be number two. And uh, I think I have six weeks, including this week, six weeks to, to go till fight night. Yeah, because it's uh, January 30th. Is that right? On Fox? Yep. So where are they? Are they fighting at the um, Microsoft Theater there in Los Angeles? Or where will, where will it actually be? You know, I'm not sure yet. Uh, they, it's, it still says... Uh, um, location to be determined uh but it's most likely going to be in los angeles that's where the uh that's where the uh pbc bubble is and uh my guess is it will be at the microsoft theater but they haven't announced that yet okay so when do you uh have to uh move out there you know and get out there is it going to be like uh, two weeks in advance or or do you get out there just a couple days in advance how does that work no, it's, I think it's, uh, last, last time I was out there, I went out there either on a Monday or a Tuesday, um, for a Saturday fight. So the week up, you know, I know you've probably been mentally preparing to fight Caleb Plant here for some time. Uh, what, what do you make of it? How do you feel you match up with him stylistically? Well, yeah, way back to, uh, 
the the first Peter Quillen fight, that that fight was uh, a mandatory. Whoever won that fight was uh, was uh, mandated to fight Plant, and so I kind of had my uh, eye on him a little bit uh, uh, going into that fight even. Um, but uh, I think I match up well. You know, I think uh, he's quick. He's he's got good footwork. He's got good speed, good jab. Uh, but he's also never really been in with uh, a fighter like myself. I think he's fought maybe one guy that I would consider pretty good, Jose Jose Uzcateki. And his last couple of defenses have been against guys that are are decent fighters, but they're not world level fighters. Uh, Mike Lee, and then uh, I forgot the other guy's name, a German fighter. But um, uh, I think my experience uh, will give him yeah. problems. I think my pressure will give him problems. My power will give him problems, and uh, I'm just uh, going to be ready to bring it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, you definitely have the better resume, that's for sure, as far as the names on your roster, you know, the guys you faced. Um, I was just watching some some footage of him, um, and I was telling Brian that he seems almost like a left-handed uh, fighter to me. Um, you know, Maybe it's just the highlights that I was watching, but he looks like he keeps his left hand low, and he likes to, you know, throw multiple lefts and stuff like that. Have you ever noticed that he likes his left a lot? Um or you know, notice anything unique about him? Yeah, he's a he. He throws good combinations. He uh, he puts them together pretty well. If if you have a guy that's going to stand there and, and let him do that, so uh, it's my job to to break up those combinations and not let him get off those you know four, five, six quick punches in a row, um, and just uh, make him settle for one or two. I was telling uh, Brian, like on um, uh, I think it was on Twitter or something. I saw someone posting a video of uh, Canelo, um, which, you know, we were going to ask you if you watched that, which I, I think uh, I was tweeting, you know, back and forth with you. I think you were watching that, but I think you were also watching Showtime. Um, if we were going to talk to you about that, but someone posted a video where uh, Canelo throws this like weird right feint, like out to the right. And then he was throwing like a left uppercut. Um, and I had seen that plant did something like that. And to me, it makes me uh, just think, a lot about what you just said, you know, it's like, yeah, you can do that with a guy who will let you do it, <laughs> you know, um, was going to fall for it. Um, but it was just an observation of something that I had seen him do. And then I just thought about it again because of that comment you made about like, yeah, if a guy's going to stand there and let you do it. <laughs> yeah, pretty much, man. <laughs> pretty much. He, uh, like I said, he's got good quickness and, and good IQ, good speed, but uh, uh, he's never fought a guy like me that has the experience that's going to be able to deal with that stuff. And, and uh, I'm not the fastest guy, but I always uh, am able to time people, and, and my timing uh, usually beats speed. So um, I, uh, I'm confident in, in that ability of mine. I was watching the DeGale fight again, too. I, just, I can't get enough of that fight, man, the first one. <laughs> Beautiful. Well, uh, speaking of the DeGale fight, uh, you were, of course, an underdog there, and I'm sure an underdog in this fight as well, probably. Um, you know, I haven't seen the odds or anything like that, but, uh, you know, you, you proved the doubters wrong that time. Um, do you feel like you have a same, that same motivation here to um, just, uh, I mean, does that energize you at all? Yeah, absolutely, man. It's uh, It's been a motivating factor my entire career. You know, nobody really... Uh, thought uh, that I was going to come up and do the things that I've done being from Minnesota, not having a, a, a extensive amateur career. I was kind of the same boat with when I fought Donovan George back in the day, you know, he was on the brink of a, of a real big fight with Julio Cesar Chavez Jr. And when he was uh, rolling in the middleweight champion and 
Diamond George was, uh, I was supposed to be a flyover territory for, for Diamond George. And he was going to come in and get a win on, on Friday Night Fights and go to his million-dollar fight. And uh, he was a big underdog. I think I was a big underdog. I think I was uh, five to one or six to one or something like that in that fight. And uh, we saw what happened there just just as well as in the Gale fight. So I'm used to it. Um, I thrive off it. I, I get motivated by it. And uh, we're Minnesotans, man. We're always underdogs and everything. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. I think Donovan George had uh, beaten uh, Phil Williams, and so yeah. you probably thought, well, another Minnesota guy, uh, you know. Yeah. But yeah, that was sweet revenge there. <laughs> so, what? Uh, um, any other thoughts on? I guess we were going to ask you about the. Uh, did you watch the the Canelo fight against Callum Smith? And if so, what did you what did you make of uh, Canelo's performance there? Yeah, of course, man. I, I watch, uh, I take in all the boxing I possibly can. And uh, that uh, that performance was, uh, I think it spoke for itself, man. He, uh, he's uh, the best, if not the best, he's one of the best in the world. Um, and he dominated a, a really, really good fighter. Callum Smith is, was considered the best super middleweight in the world. He was a Ring Magazine champion, you know, undefeated. He beat George Groves. He beat uh, a couple other pretty decent guys. And uh, Canelo made him look stupid, basically. He uh, made him look like an amateur. And uh, got to give credit where credit's due, man. He, he looked great. You uh, come away with your belt. What do you uh, think about fighting Canelo? Please, man. <laughs> Everybody wants to fight Canelo. <laughs> He's the cash cow. That's where you make your money. I mean, I thought for sure, like, everyone would be just talking about Triple G, but and including Canelo. But he, I was really surprised. He says, no, I want to unify the belts. At 168, I mean, so that um, that would be awesome, man, especially if you fought him on Cinco de Mayo or something, man, holy cow. I'll take it. Take it. <laughs> so in this, uh, against plan here, just to, to, do you feel like your pressure will just wear him down and maybe you can get to him in the later rounds, or is that just kind of how you see this thing unfolding? Uh, you know, I'm not going to say it'll wear him down. I, you know, he's a, he's a, a, a great athlete. He's, he's gonna, obviously going to be in good shape. Um, I, I know my pressure, uh, makes people make mistakes and, uh, I'm not, I'm not banking on him getting tired or anything like that, but, uh, uh, that's just how I fight. And that's the, that's the game plan. I, I have to, um, put forth to beat him. You know, I don't, I don't think, uh, I'm going to stand on the outside and, and box with him because he's a quick, he's quicker than I am. He's a, he's a, he's a, a crafty boxer. And I don't think that would be a, a good game plan for me to try to sit out there and box with him. So. Um, I'm going to go in and try to pressure him, try to make him fight my fight and uh, go from there. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You think maybe work the body and uh, make it more into a little bit of a street fight versus trying to outbox him? That kind yeah, of absolutely. Get to the body early and, and uh, if anything's going to wear him down, it'll be that, you know, body punching and uh, pressure. Get get to it from the first round on and um, just uh, stick with it and, and make it uh, – make it a uh, the toughest fight of his career. Yeah, you, know, you mentioned how he's got quick feet, you know, and he moves. In the highlights that I was watching, he moves his head a lot. You know, he's got a really good head movement. He'll drop really low, surprisingly, too, with his head. He'll go all the way down uh, to, like, the right. Uh, he looked like a lot. But his body's there, you know, and his arms are there, you know, when he's bending over. Um, and I was just thinking about the Canelo fight, how um, after the fight, Smith kind of, seemed uh, like uh, 
his arm was like swollen. I don't know if he actually tore his bicep or what, but it was just, I don't know if you saw that. It looks gnarly. He didn't tear his bicep. That was from Canelo banging his shoulder all night long. <laughs> right. Well, he commented about it almost like, I saw someone say something like he was complaining about it, like he was specifically targeting. And I was like, I would do it. It's there, yeah. you know? And I, I kind of think the same thing about Plant. If he's going to do that to you, if he's going to have that sort of Floyd Mayweather left hand down, you know, leaning his head back. It's like, well, his body's right there, you know, and his arm's right there. Hit what you got. I think Rocky Marciano said something like that once where it was just like, hit him wherever. Like, he, they made a comment, I think, about Jack Dempsey, too. Like, anywhere he hit you, it hurt. Like, in the in the arms, in the elbows, wherever. I'll take whatever he gives me. Yeah, yeah. I have to ask you, I remember that, uh, I think it was the second press conference with, with the second DeGale fight, uh, Plan showed up and, and started yapping and, and things like that what 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 do you remember about that and what did you make of that you think that was just kind of a stunt on his part to try to yeah. get a fight or he uh he was just uh crashing the crashing the party and uh, uh um you know trying to steal some of the thunder from our press conference but whatever man i don't really uh doesn't really bother me yeah. yeah, the nice thing about that, I, I, I'd never even heard about that. Um, Brian just told me about it. And I watched it before, you know, we met up tonight here for this. But the one nice thing I took away from that was that, uh, you know, he said that you were a nice guy. You know, he said, like, he was a nice guy. He's a family man or whatever. You know, he, uh, you know, he was talking some trash, too, but, but he had good things to say. You know, and I was like, well, that's good. You know, it's, but like you said, it's boxing. It's sort of like uh, – a lot of different guys where they see them ring ringside or whatever. And it's like planned out and they want to, <laughs> like they want to get their little couple seconds of fame or something. Or... I have a feeling he's not going to be a nice guy in the ring on January 30th. <laughs> <laughs> no, <laughs> no, no, I don't think so. <laughs> but that's part of the business, right? Selling tickets. Yeah, for sure. Did they tell you anything, uh, Caleb, about like how the undercard is, comes along? Are you ever in the loop on that, or do you find out with everybody else? No, you know, I, I uh, once in a while when it's here in town, uh, I kind of have a better idea of what's going on just because you know I'm in, in the gyms and uh, um, you know hear people talking. But uh, in a fight like this, you know, obviously it'll be PBC uh, rostered fighters that are on the undercard, but I don't have any input or or uh, um, any. Um, insight to what to what's going to happen okay well yeah we don't have too much for you we, and we kept you longer last time we just wanted to you know get a chance to touch base with you i know we talked to you the last time uh, it was going to be the angulo fight and unfortunately that fell apart but and man the way angulo and quillen looked you would have had uh, your way with either of them yeah. so we were brian and I were kicking ourselves we're like man truex would have had a field day but uh we're looking forward to seeing this fight man and we're we're Pleased to talk to you again. Thank you. Thanks for having me back. And uh, keep on drinking that eight count, brother. I see you drinking that uh, <laughs> Saturday night. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> hey, awesome. thanks. thanks. Thanks again for joining us, Caleb. And uh, hope you and your family have a, a Merry Christmas and uh, Happy New Year. And uh, enjoy enjoy the holiday season. Absolutely. Yeah, Merry Christmas. Brian and Sean. All right. Take care. Good luck, champ. Thanks. We'll be watching. All right, brother. Thank you.